Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I have my buddy all the way from Hong Kong, Narain. How you doing, buddy? Very well, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. So I know we're on a 12-hour uh, time difference here. You're, uh, you're at 6.23 in the morning. I'm at 6.23 at night. So, <laughs> But I appreciate yeah. you coming on at this time. So, Pleasure. But anyway... Today, we are going to talk about this bad boy right here. One of the yeah. greatest albums. I could praise this album all day. This is one of the greatest albums that John has ever written and recorded. And it's a solo album. So, so just a little overview on this album for people that are watching. is This was John's second solo album, which was released on June 17th, 1997. Um, it was produced by John Bon Jovi, Desmond Child, um, Trimmer, Stephen Lorani, Dave Stewart, and I think Eric Bazilian here and there. Uh, it was recorded from February to, to November of 1996. Um, when John was first starting to write this album, obviously this was put into a movie called destination anywhere obviously the movie and that movie was focused on um his manager uh paul krasilius his daughter died which we'll, which we'll get into that later but so the right. movie was kind of inspired by that and then the, another song was added to the album august 7th 415. um so, you know, honestly, we should probably pay a little bit of a tribute to that. So the story behind that was John's manager, Paul Krasilius, um, he was actually away in New York City for the day. And so um, his wife and the two kids were at home in, I think, Texas. And uh, they dropped their little girl off to grab the mail. And the house was like right there by the mailbox, I guess. And long story short, she was abducted and, and then left to die on the street um and so the song august 7th 415 is about that you know the day that she had died in time and, and so forth and so it, i wanted to mention because it's important to pay tribute to that because it makes every time I, I love that song but every time i listen to it 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 upsets me so much because yeah. the the murderer was never Found, yeah. it's never caught, and it, it just it, it infuriates me. It, it's a heartbreaking song, um, but we'll get to that song. And it's on the unsolved mysteries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, and it's it's very uh, it's very sad. And we'll we'll get to that song later on. But um, anyway, uh, one thing I like about this album too is that David Bryant and Hugh McDonald also contributed to this album, right. even though it was a solo album. So that's kind of cool. Um, let's talk about the album cover. Yeah. It's one of my favorite uh, covers. Uh, what's, give me your overview of the, the whole album in general. What's your opinion? Okay. Uh, well, I don't know if I already mentioned you that I uh, started liking John after his Crush album. In fact, that was the time, I think 99 and 2000, I think that's when the time I started listening to English music. And It's My Life came out, and I guess it was on the radio and the TV channels everywhere in India. And uh, at least we used to hear this song for like 
few times in a day. So I was completely uh, into John at that point of time. But then uh, after that, when I started discovering his music and a couple of years later, uh, even before Pound Southam came out, I guess when I came across uh, his old songs and uh, and one of this album was uh, Destination Anywhere. And I, I didn't know it was a solo album, but uh, as soon as I heard a few songs of this, uh, especially the title track, I was like, wow, this is so good. And, and, and it's quite different from Crush album or any other oh, album. Yeah. yeah, when we uh, listen to the songs, we know that it's quite softer. And, but, but the lyrics of some of the songs are so good. Uh, personally, if you ask me not all, each and every song, I guess there are like 13 songs in the album. Not all songs are like my favorite ones, but there are like quite a few of them, which are like top, top rated. It's the best, the way that it's written, the way the uh, mixing is done. It's really, really great. So yeah. I guess that's that's when I I got into Destination Anywhere. I got to know it's a solo album and I just really love it. Love it. Some of the songs are really, really so, so good. I listen to it almost like even even now, even after so many years, after so many listening to so many other songs of John, but Destination Anywhere, like few songs are there always on my playlist. Yeah. Well, you know, and like you mentioned about how it's different than an actual Bon Jovi album. And you're right, because if you look from, you know, the debut album all the way up until these days, you know, you have more of a hard rock uh, sound and, you know, the Bon Jovi sound. What I really liked about this album was John kind of stepped out of that. And, you know, his vocals were a little more low register, which is, which I thought was cool. And then it was less hard rock. And, you know, you, you can kind of tell he was kind of experimenting with this and experimenting with that. You know, different sounds, you know, because it's not the same consistent sound through the entire album. And I think that's what kind of influenced everything from Crush on, right. you know, with more different sounds. I think he felt like, yeah, we can step out of our comfort zone or out of what we're used to from the, the previous six albums and go from there. So, and like I mentioned, you know, I know we we're talking about the album cover, but I thought the album cover was perfect. You know, we'll talk about the song Destination for itself. But in the summertime, I love going on a road trip. I don't care where I go. I love going on a road trip and just putting this album on and just listening yeah. to it from beginning to end. You know, it's it's perfect. It's a perfect road trip album. And so it's kind of it's kind of unique how they show John in a car, you know, with it. So, you know, Destination right. So I guess it fits. Um, another big thing about this album was like we said, we, we, there's a movie that was influenced yeah. by it. Um, and so obviously the movie was kind of inspired by the death of Catherine Krizilius, Uh But it, it, it's a little different. Uh, but, you know, it's essentially it's about husband and wife, John and Demi Moore, who lose their child to a hit and run accident. And he becomes, they, they kind of become separated. And he's battling a gambling problem he owes money to people uh and then demi moore she's an alcoholic and so throughout the movie you see them separated you know but trying to make things work and trying to get being happy to where they used to be before the death yeah. of their child and essentially the movie becomes where some random baby gets dumped in a dumpster and demi moore who works at a hospital rescues that baby kidnaps the baby 
And that's when John and Demi Moore realized they need each other. And it, it, so that's essentially what the movie's about. And it's so good to see some of these songs incorporated into the movie because it gives you a different sense. We'll, we'll get into the songs. It gives the songs a little more of a sense of what they're about and gives a, a little more meaning to it, if that makes sense. It fits so well in the movie. Right. And wh what did you think of the movie? Uh, well, okay. I mean, uh, the whole story was like, okay. Uh, but uh, I did like John's uh, acting. Uh, I, I, in fact, after I, I saw the movie, I thought he might be doing more of the acting, right? He just did a few of them. But I was like, why don't, why doesn't he explore more into these? Maybe get into Hollywood and do a lot of movies. Uh, but I guess that didn't happen. But yeah, but it was okay. The movie's uh, all right. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, what I really like about this album too is that besides, you know, with Young Guns, the Blaze of Glory album, that was a soundtrack for a movie. So right. it was kind of interesting to see it with Destination with him acting in a movie and portraying what most of that album was about. So, um, and then another thing too about this album was the tour. Um, you know, with the Blaze of Glory, he didn't do any tour. And I'm assuming because he was so drained from, you know, touring from 83 to 90 that there was no sense of doing a tour for Blaze of Glory. So he did a more of a small tour for Destination Anywhere. Uh, and then this was also the introduction to when Everett Bradley and Bobby Bandiera, who we know has played with the band later on in the years, they're introduced to John mainly from this era. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool to see them play with him back then. Um, I, what, I don't know if you watch any YouTube performances of this tour, but one of the best shows that I have to make a statement about here is the London 97 show. It's unfreaking believable. And you know, so that whole tour was good. Have you ever watched the VH1 barbecue series? From uh, no, but, no but, but I have watched a couple of videos on YouTube of the uh, London uh, tour. Yeah, what did you what did you think of the London? Well, it, it's good. I mean, uh, I in fact I wanted to. I was just thinking whether these guys never played this on tour. But uh, recently, when I found out and I was just watching a couple of them, it was really really nice to uh, hear them. And he sounds so good, right? Because. Now, if if they want to do it, uh, I don't know if they were with the with the uh, uh, band when they did that. Like the the Bon Jovi band. Yeah. No, they've never done any songs from this album together, as far as I know, and I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that they never did. Not uh, even David, right? What's that? Not not even David. David was wasn't there. No. Um, but, you know, so pretty much the only times we've ever seen these songs live was the Destination Anywhere tour, which is a very small tour. You know, they, he went to here, there, and, and then uh, Runaway Trips. You know, he'll do, sometimes he'll do Every Word or It's Just Me or I think he's done Destination Anywhere a couple of times. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's definitely an album that I'd love to see in its entirety. You know, even if it was a, like a Runaway Trip, I'd love to see this played from beginning to end. But, um but anyway, how about we start getting into the tracks? Yeah. Like that idea? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, the so the first track on this album is Queen of New Orleans. This was the second single. 
It was released on August 25th, 1997, and it was written by John Bon Jovi and uh, Dave Stewart. And I think this this is the perfect song to open the album because when I was a young boy and I was just becoming a fan, I was able to get an album here and there. And uh, this is probably like the fifth or sixth album that I got. And I remember Queen of New Orleans is actually my first favorite when I first got this album because I love that um, the intro that that heavy guitar, yeah, right? You know, right. it just it has a unique sound to it. Um, and I, I think this is probably the heaviest song on the album. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree with that. Yes. It is, you know, it, uh, it's so well, it starts off with so low guitar tune and all of a sudden it goes, gee, gee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the way John's vocals is too, uh, in the verses and stuff, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, I, I don't know my music video or music equipment, but like, you know, like how he's kind of like a little far back, you know, like in like in the Wanted Dead or Alive, this stuff feels right version, how his voice is and that, it's kind of similar in this song. Um, but what what's your overall take of it? Like, what do you really like about the song? Uh, it's very catchy, and I like the way they have mixed the song. If you really uh, listen to it in a very good uh, sound system or a good headphone, you get to pick that all minute songs at the back end and how well they have mixed it. Uh, yeah, but the whole tune uh, of New Orleans uh, dancing with the Queen of New Orleans that is very very catchy. Yeah. Ooh, and I like the ooh, sha la la, Yeah, there's a couple of songs at least they've used that particular tune where like they use it sha la la, you know that kind of a background tune which when they use it, it becomes uh, catchy right there. Yeah. And even if you do not remember the song, even the song name, but at least that particular tune would remind in your resonate in your mind. Yeah, exactly. And, and one thing you know, you mentioned about the sha la la thing. The one thing I want to mention too is like I love how he had female backup vocalists on this album, you know. And then the Shalala kind of made it in a few different songs here, which we'll talk about. Um, one thing I like how this song was interpreted in the movie was um, it, it's kind of like in the beginning of the movie. It's like 20 minutes in, like when he he reunites with uh, Janie, and um, they get into a fight, and so he's like, you know, f this, I'm not. I'm not coming back right now, you know? Right. And so he goes out for a night with partying and, and drinking. And, you know, he obviously dances with a stripper and then he passes out drunk at, in a, you know, at night in the middle of the street. Um, so, and, and that's another thing too about this song is the meaning behind it. I, I can't get a full grasp of what this song is genuinely about. After seeing the movie, the only thing I can come up with is just it's admiration of a beautiful woman and being lucky to score and, you know, kind of like a one night stand, you know, like like you get the opportunity to be with this like the hottest woman. And, you know, I could be wrong about what that what the song is about, but that's my take on what it's about. What, what do you think it's about? Yeah, very, very similar to it. But 
you would never know when the song is written by John, he might be thinking many, many different things. And he just put everything. Yeah. And, and, and the way we perceive with the songs, uh, even uh, not only this album or any other songs, which is John, written by John, we think it in a different way. It just reaches each person in a different way. But yeah. John may be thinking a hundred different things when writing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite lyric in the song? Do you have one? Uh, I guess I just choose the uh, chorus. <laughs> okay. See, my favorite lyric, and this is why I think this song is about what I think it's about. Mine is, the, that night I made a move, man, I fell hard. When I put my hands in her cookie jar, she was more <laughs> than a girl. She was a cabaret star, which means, you know, like strip stripper. I was a deer in the light of a speeding car. Yeah. So, you know, that verse there makes me think that this song is truly about what I what I said it was about. But I, I, I like the line. I think it's funny. Like when I put my hands in her cookie jar, she was more than a girl. You know, she was a cabaret star. I don't know. I, just, I love that part. You know, it makes yeah. me feel like a pervert for saying that. But I do. I, I like that <laughs> part. You know, it's the guy in me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the let's go to the next one. Uh, Jamie, don't don't take your love to town, which was the yeah. third single released. I can't remember the month. I'd like to say April or May, but I could be wrong. But it was released in 1997. Uh, it was written just by John. Uh-huh. And uh, what I really like about this song is the violin in the beginning. You know, that like three, five seconds of the violin. Then all of a sudden it's like just John acoustic. You know, like sitting here watching you sleep. Wish I could be inside your dream in some, or in some Technicolor dream. Uh, and then all of a sudden the music rolls in. And you were mentioning about earphones with Queen of New Orleans. If yes, you listen, once. yeah, I love that. So like if like sometimes like I'll just have like one earbud in, and like all it's just like you don't hear anything from John's vocal. I love it. <laughs> You're missing it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you I'm glad you know that too because I'll say that to like other people and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like just put it in your ear. And take one out, and it sounds so freaking good just hearing John's vocals. Right, um, right. But uh, what I really like about this song, though, is the catchy verses. You know, like I said, that intro, and then, you know, it's just like, just a catchy, catchy verses, and then that, that chorus is just something you can't help but fall in love with and just sing along, you know? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think of this song, you know? It's a lovely track. I love it. I, it's a lovely track. I guess when uh, John was writing this uh, record, maybe he just had uh, someone in his mind, some imaginary woman, and uh, maybe he just tried to write each song with different kind of like a, a feeling with her. Maybe when he was not have, not in good terms with her, when he wants to take away from someone, or uh, just writing a ballad, a romantic song. Even this is a really, really nice song. The lines which I really love in this song is this, I hated you the night you said you love me. I hated you because I couldn't love myself. Oh, that is so, yeah, I just love this, the way he's written it. And yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's a great track. It's a great track. You know, what, what I think the meaning behind this song is, is it, it's pretty much going through the ups and downs of a relationship and making it through those hard times. So, you know, it's all about, you know, don't give up on me despite what I've done wrong. I know I've made mistakes, but we can work through it and just don't give up. You know, like in the line, we both know how much I've let you down. 
but Janie, don't take your love to town, which means, you know, don't give up on me and don't go looking for love elsewhere. You know, just focus on me, essentially. You know, there's another line, too, that, you know, I know you could live without me. I'm not, or let me, let me reword that. I think the line goes, I'm not fool enough to think that you could live life without me, which means that he knows that she can move on and be just fine without him, but he knows he can't live without her. Right. And so I, I like that, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's a romantic sap in me. I'm a huge sucker for romance and, you know, yeah. sappy love songs. So. And, 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 you know, this uh, record is uh, one of my favorite. Well, one of the reasons is because some of the lines are so, so touchy and you really connect to them because you you can keep yourself in John's john's writings and you can see yeah. well this is something which i would tell my girl or my wife the same thing if when there's an issue or if there's something which you want to tell her and you want to try to explain it to her maybe yeah. these lines and when when i when we listen to these kind of songs right so uh, you hear it and you say that well it feels like john has returned it to me <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so this is this song belongs to me he's written yeah. to me <laughs> You know, what's funny is I'm engaged. I'm getting married here this summer. Sometimes I've used John's lines to get me out of trouble. <laughs> it uh, works, works. works all the time. Works all the time. Works all the it time. It works. What did you think of the music video for this song? Would you, I um, love it. Uh, well, music video is uh, quite all right. The, the reason why I say that because I really did not like his hair, hair, hairdo in the whole uh, era. <laughs> I, you know, as a straight guy, you know, I, I, I like it. You know, I, I mean, I wasn't my focus though. But hey, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't, because I, I, you know, it, it's funny that you brought that up because it, it kind of resembles the 2008 Lost Highway tour hairdo that he had. You know, it's kind of like he went back to that ten years later. Right. So, right. Right. But I, I thought the I thought the music video was kind of cool. It, you know, it gave that movie feel. You know, like John in the theater, and then and then you see on the big screen behind him, um, of the the, the actual destination where movie. So that was pretty cool. Popcorn pops up. <laughs> yeah, and so I, and then I know you mentioned your favorite lyric. Um, mine is when you want to kiss, I take a bite. Let your heart call up the cops. Read me my rights. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, that's like like saying I'm guilty of loving you, and and uh, I'm gonna take as much love from you as I can. And you know, I love you so much it's a crime, I guess, in a, in a way. <laughs> so uh, let's go to the next track, "Midnight and Chelsea," and this was the very first single released on June first, nineteen ninety seven. It was written by John and Dave Stewart. I'll be honest with you. When I was young, growing up with this album, this was probably my least favorite on the album. Mm -hmm. But as I've gone older, I've learned to love it. So I, I love it now. I think it's a great song. But when I was a kid, I, I really couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, one thing I really do love about this song, though, is the sha-la-la in the background. You right, know? right. Uh, right. So, um, and what, I like how he sings in the verses, too. 
Right. I mean, it's just two words, Shah and La, and, and they, they've used it so well and blent it so well. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned on the other song, right, it's the same way in this song, you listen to it for the first time, you might not know the song name, but this tune would still remain and you can keep humming that particular tune all the way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and this was, I think this was written when he was, in, this is one of the earlier songs that he had written too for this album, because I think he was in London filming The Leading Man, which I think was his second film that he acted in. And he, so he was writing this in London. Um, and so the whole, like, I think the whole meaning behind this song is, uh, you know, about the London neighborhood, you know, because like he uses the term Sloan Ranger. That's a London term, which means middle to upper class. Um, you know, then he uses terms like the sun, which I think is a, I think is a newspaper over there and a big red bus. I don't know the meaning behind a big red bus, but now that someone, someone's going to correct me on that. So, but so that's why I think it's all about that, you know, and it's about, you know, seeing other, lives social statuses from all over you know kids gothic girls the drunk old man sloan ranger uh lovers you know that's all interpreted in that song and so i think i think it's predominantly about social status and how all that all those social statuses come in one community all right you know i don't know what and i could be totally i don't think i'm wrong but um i just don't know where midnight and chelsea comes in you know like I, I that could be like community at night you know like this is what night looks like you know i i know my guesses are far-fetched you know this is the song is a little hard to interpret but that's that's how i partake it you know what do you what do you think uh i think this this track is also not uh on top of the list of course i mean each and every track in this album I would not skip it. If I start from the beginning, I would not skip it, but not on the uh, one of the top most uh, famous songs for me, but uh, the tune, what it's there, the sha-la-la-la-la, which is there. Uh, it, this song kind of like a groan to me. It, uh, it's not really that catchy in the, in, in the initial stage, except for that particular tune. But later, as, as and when you keep hearing it and it comes in the middle of the song, when you start from the, uh, the beginning of the record, this actually fits very well and this tune is just so 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 good and yeah. when you yeah yeah that's it yeah i i i completely agree with you and it's funny because this is like one of those fan favorites from this album and uh like like you said i could pick a lot of other favorites over this one not that i don't like this song it's, it's okay um, right, so. One thing, I, one thing I do like about the song too is where I kind of think it it ties into social status. Like he sees, like if you're not like if you feel like you feel down about yourself that you you could you could you could have done more. You look at people around you, and like for example, like the homeless man reference in the song, or um, what 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 have you. You know, you know that there's people who are worse off. And so when he says, I'm the man I want to be, which I, that's my favorite, one of my favorite lines of the song. It's actually my favorite lyric. You know, it, it shows that he's comfortable uh, who he is, you know. Um, right. And the music video is really cool, too. It's actually filmed in Manhattan. 
uh, in the hotel Chelsea, and then he's you know walking the streets, and it kind of ties into what I was saying about the song, what the meaning of the song is. You know, he's seeing society as it is. You know, like the love making in the window, the lovers, or the homeless man, or the hookers, and, and, and so forth. Right. So, right. so um, they, they they shot the video in Chelsea. Yeah, in Manhattan, it was filmed. And I, okay. I think there's a hotel there called Hotel Chelsea. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of unique how he tied London in with, I don't know if there's anything to deal with Chelsea and London. I had to research that. But uh, it's, it's nice how he kind of tied both of those cities together. Right. Uh, do, do you have a favorite lyric of this song? Uh, not really. <laughs> not uh, like you mentioned, uh, the last line, I'm the man I want to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. New mirror like. Uh, let's go to the next one. Ugly, which is the fourth single released on April 6, 1998. So this is kind of the end of the promotion of the album. It was written by John and Eric Bazilian. Um, what I like about this song is Desmond Child, who's written with John before, and he's also helped produce his album. He plays tuba on this song, which I thought was pretty cool. Right, oh. right. And uh, I also like the guitar, like in the beginning of the, you know, I love that. Yeah. You know? And this also, this also uh, when you're talking about the mixing, right, uh, it resonates in one, one headphone and the other one, it doesn't come. That's really, really nice. Very well done in the song. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you're right. Um, and this, one of those songs are, is a prime example of John trying different sounds because you don't hear that guitar sound or that type of song in any of you know the band's work so it was kind of cool um you know obviously this the whole meaning of this song is you know wishing that someone could see themselves as wishing you wishing they could see how beautiful they are in your eyes you know like and it's always about like you know how sometimes we all feel down we all face the same problems and you might feel down and feel so ugly, but I still think you're beautiful, you know, yeah. despite what you're going through. Uh, so, so it, it's an interesting concept, you know. Um, yeah. You know, my uh, favorite... so, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, uh, and this particular song actually fits so well in the movie because they, in, even in the video, they they show John and Demi fighting, and and he kind of like this song is like running in his mind. And she is like alcoholic and she's trying to fight and she keeps uh, pushing him away. And he's this song is like maybe he's not singing there, but it's there in his mind. Yeah. You know, what? I'm glad you brought that up because you're exactly right. That, And that, that's a really good interpretation of, of the song. You're right. You know, that's perfect example right there. Um, my favorite lyric in this song is, and I wish I was a camera sometime so I could take your picture with my mind. Put it up in a frame for you to see how beautiful you really are to me. You I've know? written down the same exact lines. <laughs> see, we're, we're too well alike. We're too alike, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, staring at your window with a suitcase in my hand. Uh, yeah. This was uh, written by John. And another song with a really cool guitar intro. The dun, 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 dun. You know, I, I can't do it with my voice, but I, I love that intro. And the verses, they're, they're so common. 
you know, like you think you know me just because you know my, you know, I'm no singer, but I love that. You know, it's just it's so common and it's so I don't know the word, but it, it's so good. Anybody that is watching this knows that song and knows what I'm talking about, so I don't sound crazy. Um, I I kind of go into depth with the meaning of the song. But I, I kind of think it's like moving on from a broken relationship. You know, the suitcase represents the moving on. But staring at your window represents it's hard to leave. Like, like you're ready to go. You're ready to leave the relationship. You're ready to get the hell out. But there's something that stops you. And you don't know whether to continue moving on or staying. So it, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a contradictory song in a, in a way you know and it, it's brilliant it's brilliantly written you know in the first verse you know you just want somebody to be there despite not really knowing them like you feel like someone just wants you in a relationship just for you to be there um in the second verse you know you realize that the relationship is truly over like like the line the band of gold is feeling like a noose you know meaning yeah. you know that you feel like the white or being married is just a ball and chain at this point um and then the bridge love can blind you from seeing a true person making it hard to say goodbye you know like the like the heart and dagger line will always love and hurt for that person so like i said i i know i'm going really in depth with this song it's one it's one of those songs that i'm kind of passionate about i really um uh, enjoy and I really look into depth of what it's about. So, but enough of me talking. What do you think about this song? Yeah. Well, well, this song is. I think it's almost uh, in on the middle of the uh, whole track list, and it fits so perfectly well. This and destination anywhere kind of like I take it in my perspective is completely different than this. What what you said. Uh, I mean, these are these songs. When I was listening to it, I was. Uh, uh, thinking about my girl and uh, and we were also talking about thinking about the wedding and if it would happen or not. I, I, I'm not quite sure if you know how things work in India. There's uh, something called uh, as uh, alliance, right? They look for the girl, they go for the arranged marriage. It's not that some something like, it's not, now maybe it's a little common, but I'm already like few years that I've got married and I know my girl for almost like, almost the time I know John. So yeah, I, I knew her from very, very long time. So when I was listening to this song, I was almost thinking that, and I'm going to say the similar things when I'm talking about Destination Anywhere as well. Uh, I was thinking about my girl and I was just thinking, maybe you should just not listen to your parents. You just, I'm just waiting outside with the suitcase ready and you, we just go away. We just leave everybody and just go away. So uh, my my view was that, and it was very yeah. very personal, very very touching for me when I was listening to it, and and the whole music as well. Uh, it's so very well done, and at the whole song, almost the whole song, you can hear at the back background, at least at the end of the song, uh, they keep uh, the chorus keeps coming like uh, suitcase. Uh, it keeps coming. So it's so so well done. I think uh, if you really listen to a good. Uh, uh, stereo, uh, we can catch that particular tune. The mixing is so so well done in the song. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I really liked your interpretation too. And that's the beautiful thing about music is that it's interpreted in different ways. And like, mine was definitely opposite of what you thought it was. That's that's the beauty of music, my friend. You know, right. Um, right. Favorite lyrics. Mine. I have two on this one. Mine okay. is I said that I want you, but when we broke up. 
when we woke up, one of us was crying. You rolled over and all you said was, man, I think I'm dying. Our song is over. This band of gold is, has been feeling like a noose. Beautiful lines. And then my second one is, I think it's in the bridge. The night is fading like my old tattoo, a heart and a dagger that says forever. Yeah. You know, like, I, 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 it's probably not, but I think it's also a nod to the band because the band's logo is the heart and dagger. And so I think, you know, it has a little bit of a reference. Yeah. yeah. What are, you, what are your favorite lyrics in the song? I mean, the lyrics of the song is so well written. Uh, uh, the whole the whole section is so good. But my line, favorite line would be, my boot just keep on walking, but my heart don't understand. <laughs> That's yeah. so, so well. You can, you can actually interpret in so many different ways. Right. Yeah. When I said about my story about this a song, uh, what I was about to do or what I'm thinking might be still wrong or incorrect to be done. But still, my heart don't understand. It just wants you to take away. Right. <laughs> Something yep, like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's go to the next one. Every word was a piece of my heart. This is my second favorite song. So we are going to go into a little bit of depth on this one because I love this song so much. It was written by John. Um, I always thought that this should have been a single. I think it would have been a massive hit as a single because this is obviously a fan favorite, a diehard fan favorite. So yeah. I think it would have been very successful as a single. Um, you know, we'll start off with the intro. I love the intro. You know, like it's just John singing. You know, I've been staring. You know, and, uh, and then all of a sudden the music comes in. And, you know, it, it, it kind of has like this steady flow from the intro all the way into the verses. And then as soon as you get into the chorus, it has that that punch to it, per se. You know, it, it, it just it picks up from the verses and it gives you that true feel, that true emotion of the, the, what the song is about, which we'll, you know, we'll get into. Before I keep going on and on and on, because I'm going to, what do you think of this song? A great song. It's a lovely song. I mean, this particular album when he was recording, I guess when compared to the rest of the albums, right, he's just like uh, set back. The way he's singing or the way he's uh, uh, saying the words, it's not like too loud or even the music is quite soft and, and blending to the music. Even the way he has sung each and every song is quite different than the others uh, previously. Yep. Uh, even a, this is like one has one of the uh, very, very good lyrics, uh, along with the staring. Uh, I guess we're gonna get, get into a couple of more songs, as this is one of my very, very favorite songs from the record. Good, yeah. Um, you know, so the, one thing before I get into the whole meeting, I really love the bridge, you know, hush me darling, I've lost my touch, maybe I've lost my guts there, is that true enough? You know, and I guess we're into the, the meeting, you know, so that whole bridge there means, you know, like letting your wall down, and confessing your love, like just showing your significant other your love for them and, and who you truly are. Um, you know, and that's what the whole meaning of the song is, is like, this is who I am. This is how true I am to you. I'm telling you how much I love you, giving you my heart. You truly know who I am. And you know what that significant other truly means to you and that you've never let anyone else in like, you've let them in, you know, kind of like the line, you're the only one who knows my middle name, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, that, 
it's romantic in a way. Like, hey, I've never told anybody else in my previous relationships this, but you know this. You know, yeah. like a like a little name, but you know, it's it's still it's it's still a new thing, but it's very special. Exactly, exactly. And there's a you know, I have two favorite lyrics of the song too. And the smiles they came easy because of you. You know that I love you, but I hate you, because you know I can never escape. So let the choir sing for tonight. I'm an easy mark. Probably one of the best, one of my favorite top ten lyrics that John has ever written. I just love that fucking line. You know that verse and just, <laughs> just the way he sings it too. You know, like you yeah. you you can't help but not sing along to it when when you're listening to it. You just can't help it. You yeah. know. <laughs> and like I said, our, our, our likings are same. I have the same lines. <laughs> oh, see, I, see, I gotta start asking you what your favorite lyric is before I go because we'll take yeah. turns yeah. now. All right, all right. Uh, but but my lines I have written as uh, uh, you've been the blood in my veins, the one who knows my middle name. Yeah. And the smiles he came because of you. You know the way he sings this line. The uh, and the smiles they came easy, and he pauses and he says because of you. That is so so well. <laughs> that is exactly. so so well sung. And also, uh, you know that I love you, but I hate you, because I know I can never escape you. <laughs> yeah. That is also well, so well written. Because this, these are some lines which I, uh, when when we listen to it, we also think about our our uh, girl in our life, and we also want to tell them but you 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 don't know whether they're going to get what you're trying to tell but these lines when you listen to it i said oh my god this is something john has written for me to sing it to my girl yeah exactly <laughs> and you know and you say you you know i love you but i hate you because i know i can never escape you that's why i love about because this song is all about confessing your undying love for your significant other like i love you so much that i hate it because i know i can never get over you or, or live without you i I need you. You know, that's pretty much what that assembles. Um, right. Another line that I really like, too, and this is a very popular lyric in the, in the fan base. It, you know these love letters mixed with, with, mixed with whiskey. Just don't light a match when you kiss me. To, though I'll blow away, but know I'll be back soon. You know, right. like knowing that you, you can try to move on from that person, but you know you're going to come back. You know, it's, just, it, it's brilliant, you know? And yeah. I can go on and on. Let's go to the next track. It's just me. This is my absolute favorite on this album. Uh, it was written by John, and I, I think the flow of this album too is so good because you know you have every word was a piece of my heart, and then the way it transitions to it's just me. Yeah. In that rainy intro with the music, yeah. they do it in the beginning and they also do it at the end. But it's a little heavier at the end with the guitar. I love it. You know, it's it's such a good. You know, like when I'm pissed off or upset or sad, I'll go on a walk and just listen to the song and repeat. And it puts you in like a different world of a mood. And I just, I love it. Um, before I keep going on and on and on, what's what's your take on the song? This is one of my favorites as well uh, after the other one. Uh, but I think this, this song is something which you can... Uh, listen to uh, you know the midnight songs when you're alone and you're thinking about yep. something, or or maybe you 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 had maybe an argument with your with your girl and you maybe you don't you try to sleep but you're not able to sleep and you just listen to this song. I think that's I think it's best suited to uh, listen to it that point of time. But and it, and really really so well uh, written the lyrics right 
and yeah. and when you hear it you feel like well i just go back and i just go, go there and sing the song to her and you keep telling it's just me baby and the way he sings that line is so so well written before you go on with the uh, favorite lines let me uh, tell mine i just okay. hope we don't cross the same <laughs> okay uh, the lines would be uh, i'm the same old dog scratching those same fleas i'll be by your side you can count on me you you know, you know that was mine see? too see i said you i said you we are alike and and yeah. and some of the lines i guess i guess we are thinking in the same uh you know it's the same view we are having the same view of this particular song that's the reason we are picking the same lines and this line why i picked it because uh he is comparing himself with the dog and dog is something the most loyal right is it's so loyal to yeah, the person exactly. and 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 it's man's they call it as man's best friend and he says it i'm the same old dog in the same in sense you know you knew me uh, the way you knew me few years back i'm yeah. the same person and yeah. i'm doing the same old thing the fleas and right? the downfalls of a person i think and, and, and i'm so glad you said that you know yeah. th- this whole song is about you know it's like i said it the sequel to every word was a piece of my heart it's just it's the same flow and it's all about undying love and and saying you need me as much as i need you essentially you know like in the movie uh when they play this song you know john uh, as he's walking in the movie he's playing all these flashbacks with janie good and bad and it just shows that janie needs him in order to get through this and getting through the loss of their child and stuff and uh you know in a way you know like i will drive you home it's it's kind of like that you know like i'm always going to be here as you know people will come and go but you know i'll always be standing here and you know like in the first verse it's i i love how he sings about looking back at memories you know like like the the hole in the or the hole in the shoe that you don't use or the bugowski poems you know i the fate of rose that's all dried out you know i love those lines you know yeah and and i think uh uh this song as well when i was uh, i heard it in the beginning stage and i was thinking about my girl like the uh, the other song when we were talking about uh alliance and uh, my girl might be got married uh, to someone else and uh, her parents were already looking for another guy and when i was talking about the staring at the window right it's a similar kind of a thing when i was and there are like few lines in the song like if some day some new memory comes along i'm trying to uh taking the different perspective in this like if some new guy comes if some who is maybe more uh better than me someone who your parents are looking are better than me if this person comes in your life like looking shiny and a uh, new feeling really uh, really strong you can tell him i uh, that i can tell him he can just move on i'm a fighter i've been fighting for uh, all night long right yeah. this is something i was like thinking well well this is something i should go and tell her so that she just doesn't uh, leave me and go away or something like that <laughs> it's exactly. so so well written yeah and yeah. and again no go ahead buddy and and after that he just goes on saying that it's just me baby and 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 it and the whole song also ends with a very very nice guitar solo which is yeah. really really well done and this particular album as well has quite a lot of guitar solos maybe in the uh 3/4 of the song or at the end of the song or maybe in the beginning there are quite a lot of guitar solos 
and this as well has a very very nice guitar solo at the end yeah i agree with you and like that you know two points here i want to go back to you know and if someday some memory some new memory comes along i want to elaborate that's what i meant by i would drive you home because that song is about longevity whether it's about him in the band or him in, in a relationship it's all about longevity no matter what comes and goes i'm gonna always be here and then we talk about the outro when we're talking about how he was trying to find like different techniques different sounds and styles of songs you know he was very explorative with his album this is one of those examples you know because you don't get many songs where they're doing outros like this yes, you know yes. so, it, so it, it you know like the whole song it puts you into a mood and then by the end of the song you don't want this song to end and it's kind of a good way to end the song yeah that's why you put it on repeat <laughs> but uh let's go to the next song which is uh destination anywhere which was written by john and this is such a great road trip song you know you know obviously the whole meaning about this is I don't care where we go. Let's just escape you and me, and let's let's escape life. Let's start a new life, you know. Because, you know, like obviously in the first verse, um, it's it's me parked outside your house, and yep. you know, her she's sleeping with some other man, but he wants her to escape with him and get out of town, you know, and just get out of here. Don't care what anybody has to say. Um, and so it's kind of, it's romantic in a way, you know, like, come with me, let's get the hell out of here. Who cares? Um, what's your take on the song before we go in deeper? This, this, I think this song is uh, the reason why I, I connected to this whole album. Uh, this was the first song which I heard from the whole album. And this was like, and, and the lines which is written uh, are like, I mean, Basically, when this album I was uh, I came out, and in the sense I started to listen to these songs, I had certain feelings, and I was going through certain things, and I was thinking about few things, and and one of the, the main thing was about my girl, and and a lot of things were happening, and maybe we were thinking that it might not work and stuff, and maybe her parents would not allow and stuff, and that's when when I hear this song, kind of like pushes you, kind of like gives you the energy to okay, take one step ahead. And, and elevates you and tells you, well, you can do it. You can just take her away, just drive away, right? And also, like, quite a lot of my friends also used to say that, oh, man, you, you, you both are not going to get married. It's going to be an issue. It's better that you take a car, just take her away. You're adults now, you can do it. And at the same time, this song uh, came out and I was listening to it and I was thinking the same way. Like, hey, baby, it's just, it's me parked outside your house. I know that he's asleep. When I'm reading as he's asleep, uh, I am I'm interpreting it as a, in her family. And I read it like, I know that they're sleeping and you just come away with me and we just drive, right? Uh, I'm, I'm tired of living just in your dreams. I'm getting out. This is, these are the lines which is like giving you the energy to like yep. just identify, just be open and just go there and do your stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what else I really love about this song is in the second verse when he sings, come on, you know, the way he holds his note and on. I love the yeah. way he, I mean, that, that just gives you that, that, that the punch of the song. Right. And right. Uh, my favorite lyric is, when these wheels spin, baby, they can eat 
they can all eat our dust. As far as I'm concerned, this whole town lost its nuts. We won't be here when they put us down. It's our big chance. I'm calling you now. They'll never let us go unless we try. I'm tired of living just to die. We're getting out of here, a destination anywhere. I know it went on and on, but I, I, I love that. Because it, it's perfectly what it's about. It's about getting out from the same old life and just starting a new life. You know, getting out of here. You don't care where you, you just want to get the hell out. And uh, what's, what's your favorite line? Uh, was the one I you mentioned just, earlier. Yeah. Uh, the beginning one, the uh, hey babe, it's me parked outside your house. I know that they're asleep. So listen to me now, darling. I'm tired of living in, just in your dreams. I'm getting out. Uh, you know me. You know we both sold our souls. So we're just growing old in the sleepy dead end town. And the whole chorus. And at the end, end of the song, the way he sings that will disappear, will just disappear. Chase the sun. Come on, come on, and come on. Yeah. And the way he says, come on, is just like, come on. And it little low voice again, come on, again, come on. So that's that's so, so well done. Yeah, I love that too, yeah. Uh, let's go to the next track. Learning yeah. How to Fall, which was written by John. And there's a lot of good things about this song. Um, We'll go to the meaning first. Obviously, this song is about learning from your mistakes and, and learning to lose. And, you know, it's like the one line in Just Older from Crush. How's it go? You know, be, you, know you can't win until you're not afraid to lose, essentially. And so, you know, in this song, you're learning to lose, but you're learning to overcome it and going for what you want. Winner takes all, essentially. Yeah. You know, like like that trait, you know, down nine times, getting up ten. Mm. And uh, what I really like about this song is John on in the chorus, when you, you John singing lead, obviously, but then you also have his back vocals, you know, learning how to fall in the back vocals. I love that. And uh, we also see the harmonica in this song, too, which is really cool. Uh, but I'll let you. I'll let you talk about this song now. This song uh, I loved mainly because of the harmonica, which is I guess it's done by John himself. Yeah. You know. What's uh, that? I, uh, harmonica was it done by John himself? I guess so. How many covers? No, the harmonica in the song. Yeah, it's, John, it's, yeah, John does it himself on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I uh, mainly love in the song, the way it's uh, done in the uh, it's it comes up and the chorus, which is really really so nice. And uh, also, there's a line which says, "Had to walk, had to walk before I crawl. It was winner takes it all." So, yeah, the lines of the song. You you know you mentioned about I I want to make sure that John. Um, I'm pretty sure oh, they don't even give the credits here. But you know what? It does say um, somewhere that John does the harmonica. I had to find that, but I'm pretty sure he does harmonica on this song. Um, but um, yeah, my, my favorite line is the chorus. I'm learning how to fall, learn how to take a hit. I had to walk before I crawled. It was winner take it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I like your favorite lyric too, and it, it, it it's such a good song. Um, it's such a good song, yeah. The next one is "Naked," which is written by John. 
Marie Hudson and Greg Wells. We we're talking about how he explored different sounds. This is a perfect example. This is probably the most different sound. And it has that yeah. funky, you know, it feels like this is like Everett Bradley influence. I love Everett. He, you know, but if you ever listen to like Everett's solo stuff, which is good stuff, it has that funky groove. This song has that funky groove in it too. Uh, until you get to the chorus, and the chorus kind of changes the sh it shifts from that uh, sound. Thanks. This song has kind of a couple different meanings to me. One is sexual exploration. Uh, you know, it, and I think it's also about hiding who you are until you're with your significant other, and you can't hide who you are because they know you for who you are. And so that's what essentially naked means in this song is I know who you, there's nothing to cover up from. I know who you truly are. Um, you know, there's um, like, like the line, you know, what's you hiding underneath that? Where are you hiding underneath that shirt? That means hiding the pain. And uh, it's hard for me to interpret this song, you know, or yeah. for it to make sense. But you, you tell me what you think. I, I, I think when John wrote this song, I guess this song is quite deep. Maybe it's that deep that we are not able to get it. I was not able to connect to the uh, song with the lyrics part of this song. Uh, but I love the song because of the music, what it has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, I want to elaborate a little more on the you know the term naked because people all night go to all being naked like you know yeah. no it's not like I think it's about opening up letting someone see you as you are getting back to basics you know like like right. the line in the song too you you can't fake it when you can't you're naked fake it. yeah exactly right. and it also has a sexual term in the song too you can't tell me it, it doesn't because. The like my favorite lyric in this song. My friend had a girlfriend. She liked her drink. Sucked the head off her lager. Threw me a wink, and she said to me, "Buddy, what's your sign?" <laughs> okay, that is. Come on, <laughs> you know, what's your favorite line from the song? Uh, just get back to basic. You can't fake it. I, I love the way he sings it. Just get back to basic. You know, I love that. Um, let's go to the next one, Little City, which was written by John. I love the percussion in the verses. I think the percussion in the song is probably my favorite of the song. Um, it, it definitely has a, a different sound, too, than the rest of the album. Um, like like some of the other songs on this album, it's kind of hard to interpret. But for me, I think it's just about your own community, you know, it kind of falls into like midnight and Chelsea and all that, you know, it's, it's about yeah. Yeah. your own little community. And, you know, like they, they open up the movie with this song, you know, and you see like where John is at and he's going home and, you know, you kind of see, you know, a little bit of everything as far as social status goes. Um, what, what do you think of the song overall? It's, it, I think it's very smooth, blends so well. Uh, it comes right after uh, Naked, right? Naked is kind of like, the song is quite uh, kind of like a grungy kind. And after that, it just, this song flows out, which is so smooth. And with the whole song kind of like has that, that Congo drum at the back end, right? The percussion, which is done, with, yeah. which is so, so well, actually. The way this, the uh, uh, fix the song after Naked 
that's something which i really really love and this is also one of the reasons why you don't feel like skipping any song because it's so different from the other and you just wanted to just go on and play it <laughs> exactly um what's your favorite line from the song uh not anything particular <laughs> not that yeah See, mine would be god that these walls roll to where the girls are pretty i think i got that right where the nights explode and life is still living down this open road the arms of pity want wait to greet me in this little city i think i got that right something like that that's my favorite line let's go to the next one august 7th 415 which is written by john this was obviously a song that was written probably in the middle of him recording this album so it's probably one of the later songs that got put on but this is obviously what inspired the movie and it's like we said in the beginning of the this uh video was it's about paul Curzio's Curzilius, i can never say that name right his daughter's death and uh i think it's a great way to conclude the album you know the standard edition which we're going to talk about the bonus tracks here next but um what um you know, I, I said the story in the, in the earlier, and I, I don't want to have to repeat because I, I, I hate talking about what the song is about because yeah. it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the one bone-chilling line, and this is also my favorite line because it's so bone-chilling, is God closed his eyes and the world got mean. And it, it's true, you know, it, 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 it kind of shows you, like, what evil is like, you know, like... How yeah. could God let something like this happen? You know, he must have looked away when this, ha you know, and it's, it, but musically, what I really like about this song is right before the chorus, he goes, oh no, oh no, no, you know, like, and I love that. And then, yeah. and then it blows into the chorus. Um, what do you think of the song? Like, what, like, what do you like about it? I mean, I, I, it's hard to say what you like about it because it's such yeah, a heartbreaking song. Deep. It's not like yeah. you like what it's about, but you really and you, you appreciate it, you respect it. Yeah, yeah. And this song is quite very, very special in this particular whole record. Uh, you listen to it without knowing the background of it, but you still kind of like you know that there's a story behind it. Uh, John is singing about something or someone yeah. it could be true or no and when you actually know the real story behind it you really connect to the song so well and it becomes even more special and uh, special in the sense uh, there's always the question uh, at the back end how come this is like unsolved but at the same time the way john has written uh, because it was his ex-manager's uh, daughter and, and and in fact i have this kind of like same lines wherein he has written um, God closed his eyes and the world got mean. Because this this line's why I chose, because uh, one of my other favorite songs is from Dee's Day's album, Hey God. And uh, I, I, we know that John is like into God and all this stuff where yeah. he truly believes in this. And even in, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, even in that, he has written, uh, Hey God, have you ever forgot about me? And kind of like similar thing over here. Uh, maybe, maybe God just... Uh, this is so unfortunate, right, this incident. So maybe God just looked away or maybe he just blinked his eyes and at that point of time, something so, so bad thing happened, right? That's really, really so well written in this uh, song. And the way the song also ends, uh, where you can hear the uh, car speed by, which actually clearly tells that he's yeah. talking about uh, what might have really happened there. 
Exactly. And then, you know, August 7th is the day she had passed. And then 415 was the time she was pronounced or found, I guess. Um, what I really like, the one line that I also really like in the song is, I know tonight that there is an angel up on heaven's highest hell. And no one there can hurt you, baby. No one ever will. Some, somewhere someone's conscience is like a burning bed. The flames are all around you. How are you going to sleep again? Which that, that, you know, is kind of talking to, you know, Catherine in the yeah, beginning yeah. of that. And then then talking to the guy who might have done it. That did it. And they're living with that conscience. You know, that, that, that's got to be such heavy weight. And like I said, it, it's such a heartbreaking story. It's a heartbreaking song. And it just infuriates me that that person was never caught. Yeah. You know, it's it's unfortunate. But, you know, I'm really glad John had brought that song to light or, or brought that song, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. And like you said, it's on Unsolved Mysteries, too. I think it's like season five or something like that. Um but let's go to the bonus tracks because the bonus tracks are good. And we have to talk about the bonus tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously the first one is Cold Hard Heart, yes. which is written by John. I can kind of see why this didn't make the album. It's actually not one of my – I don't mind it, but it's not one of my favorites from the album. I do like the acoustic feel to it, though. You know, mm -hmm. I think the acoustic feel is really good. And, you know, the, the whole meaning is just – being heartbroken and left behind essentially you know you're like um how could you be so heartless you know that, that line how could you be so heartless you know what is it going to take for you to to break your cold hard heart you know what's it going to take to break your heart you know uh what's your what's your whole take on the song uh beautifully done uh kind of like slow track again it's a bonus track um the lines are like, you said you love me. I love to watch me sleep. You put your head down on my chest to hear me breathe. This is something I guess each and every person in their relationship might have gone through. Maybe they would have said to uh, their spouse or the spouse maybe have said this to you because uh, it's something so common, right? They might have just said you that you look so innocent or you look so peace when you're asleep or maybe they just put their head on your chest and they just say that, oh, uh, I love the heartbeat or something like that. That that yeah. the open lines of this particular song itself is so so uh, connecting to each person, uh, especially people who are in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I really love the line: "Go on and take my last breath from me. I don't want to live no more. And cut my eyes so I can't see. I can't see you looking back as you walk out the door." You know, yeah. and that's essentially what this whole album is about. It's just you know, a lot of these songs are about confessing your love to your other person and knowing you can't live without them and it, it, it's so pure um yeah, let's go to the so next pure. one i talked to jesus which was actually a, i think a japan bonus track mm -hmm. uh, it was written by john i really liked the intro with the drums i thought that was kind of cool how they uh started that and what else is really cool about this song is in the in the verses like the bass and just John's voice, just those two together. And then all of a sudden the drums kick back in, you know, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, the meaning of the song is beyond, beyond me. You know, like there, there's like the Elvis and John Lennon reference and there's Jesus. I, Heather Locklear. I, I have no idea what the song is about. No yeah. idea. I, I, I 
will never understand it. Yeah, uh, this is one of the, one of those songs which is so deep that you really don't get it. We try yeah. to connect it, maybe we look at it, but at the same time we know that John is thinking so many different things. Maybe he wrote it in one way, and and that also might change for different people, right? The way they look at it. Yeah, it's quite deep. Exactly. You know, and I love the line, and Heather Locklear is my wife, and man, ain't a lucky guy. And, so, you know, because Richie was just getting married to Heather Locklear at that time. So, you yeah. know, and, and maybe I think the song, you know, if anything, it, it could probably just be about dreaming and and thinking of what different scenarios in your life, I guess. I don't know. Um, but let's but go. Do you think, yeah, do you think uh, Richie might have maybe just tried to pen down or maybe just do some kind of like tweets to the lyrics for the song? Yeah, I mean he doesn't he doesn't have any songwriting credit, so I don't know. I, it's hard to interpret this song. Yeah, let's go to the next one. This is actually my favorite bonus track from the, an outtake, uh, "Sad Song Night," oh, which was written by John Desmond Child and Eric Bazilian. Um, and you know I think it's like one of those songs too that you know like you're late, like it's late at night, all you have is you and music, and so it kind of shows you how music helps us through tough times. And, uh, you know, it's like a depressed type of mood, you know, heartbroken. It's, and it's also reflective as a song. Um, and I really, I, the, the chorus really stands out for me in this song. I really enjoy the chorus. You know, what's, what, do you, what do you enjoy about the song? It's, it's been a while that I heard this song, in fact. <laughs> the bonus tracks, I guess, uh, the one which I have... Um, I do not have these two tracks, so I had to separately hear it to uh, hear it on YouTube. So it's been a while. Yeah, that's okay. My favorite lyric is the court. You know, it's a it's a sad song night. Ain't nothing stops time like a sad song. Uh, it's a sad song night, which is true because you know if you you're feeling down in the dumps and you feel like like it's a long sleepless night and time just stands still. Um, yeah, so I, so I like that that ref that line reference. Um, so you know, you know, but like I said, overall, this is it's such a great album, and yeah. you know, we've only been talking an hour about the, this album, but I swear I could talk like five, ten hours on this album because it's so good, it's so pure, and it's heartfelt, and and uh, I hope one day we get something again like this with a movie because it's so it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, I guess, I guess some of the songs. I guess we can talk about the lyrics of each and every line, because it's really hard to pick the favorite ones, right? And that's the reason we are like bumping into each other's favorite songs, exactly. favorite lines of songs. And that's why it's so great to talk to someone else about these songs, is because they have different interpret. Like you brought up so many great interpretations of what you, how you relate to the song, and that's what's so yeah. beautiful about music, my friend. It's just. Yeah. You know, it, it opens your eyes to different avenues of how people react to the song. And, you know, like John has said many times in interviews, he'll write a song, but as soon as he releases it, it becomes your song. It becomes my song. Right, and right. We interpret in different ways. So, True. but True. I want to thank you for uh, coming on today. It was great to, you know, chat about this album. And, like, I know we, yeah. could, we could talk for two more hours about this album. Yeah, but I yeah. thank you for, uh, you know, with the time differences, I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Jerry. I'm glad that we could make this uh, work out. But uh, yeah, Destination Anywhere is it's a, such a such a nice album, 
And yeah. it's really nice talking about it. And after this chat, I'm going to go drown myself in this album because I'm going to have it on repeat. <laughs> All right, buddy. You stay safe and take care. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk soon, okay? Right. Sure. You too. Thank you, Jerry. Take care then. Bye-bye, Joey fans.